Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date Mailbag Edition. I'm, and what a mailbag it is. I am Matthew. I'm Judah. We have mail. It's gonna be it's gonna be popping in here. Oh yes. see? Yes indeed. That's right. Harley <laughs> wow! It's gonna be like that all episode. That's how excited we're all gonna be in ten minutes or so. It's arguable that my microphone might be too sensitive. <laughs> Well, at least your uh, answering machine doesn't constantly go off anymore. That's because I bought a new one and turned the volume one hundred percent down. Yeah, it was it was like clockwork for a while. Between minutes twenty and forty of our podcast, that thing would go off every time. <clears throat> now, that's basically when I would get a call from uh, Royal Caribbean or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, during the uh, the pod show, I usually get at least one call from uh, Northeastern University asking me for more money. No, but they already have all of your money. They got all the money that I'll ever make in my whole life. So I they I got ne- a lot of your money. I never answer that call. Yeah, <clears throat> you shouldn't. Yeah, but they call at the same time. I think one, maybe one time, I bullshitted and told them that I'm free at six or seven p.m. or something, so that they would leave me alone that day. And now they call me at that time all the time. So anyway, uh, yeah, it is mailbag. It is not a Star Trek week. <clears throat> nope. So. And we'll try to limit the Star Trek talk, though. There will be some because we do need to resolve last week's. Yes. Cliffhanger? Yeah, sort of. <coughs> um, do you want to start with that, or do you want to get to that in the course of Mailbag, or how do you want to you want to roll with that mofo? Let's take it chronologically, because I did not prepare. Okay, cool. That's fine. Mm. So also, I'm choking to death on nothing. No, that's cool. That's a good way <coughs> to do it. Dude, I just ate the most delicious plum. Oh my god, this plum? This plum was like... You know, like, the ham in that Kids in the Hall skit? <laughs> that controversial ham? It was a fucking good ham? This this plum uh, is as good as that ham. It's a fucking good plum. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking good ham. So that's the plum that I just had. That was vamping so that you could uh, you could stop choking. Recover? Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, it was from the um, farmer's market. It was a farmer's market plum, everybody. Okay. When you... When you, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Did you refrigerate it at any point? Yeah, dude, it's been in the fridge. Mm-mm. So it was cold, but was it still, like, was it soft? Mm, I would say it was what I consider ideal. It's either softness or hardness, depending on how you think about it. It's not too soft. Because I find with plums okay. that firmness and tartness seem to go hand in hand. Right. And, and since I like a sweet plum... Uh... I generally look for a softer plum. I like a little bit of snap, and therefore a little bit of tart. I like to have some tart in my fruit. I like all my fruits to be a little tart. I like mm. I like sour apples, whether they be extreme sour Granny Smith, or just pretty sour, like 
pink ladies or such as just a little bit of tart. Mm. Um, I like all, I like all the citruses so much. I like them, and uh, yeah, my hand fruits too. If I can get a little bit of tang, a little bit of tart, that's what I'm going for. Interesting. Yeah. So you must. Do you like a peach? Do you like I, such as a peach? Because I, I find they often have tartness in them. I like peaches for sure. Yeah, mm. I like all hand fruit. Is there a bad hand fruit? Probably not. I don't know. I mean, I don't love an orange, but it's what? also less of a hand fruit. I love oranges. I like a sweet orange. Well, here we go again. But fuck you if your orange doesn't have enough sweetness. Because <laughs> I could I could eat a grapefruit if I wanted to. They sell them. Mm, yeah, grapefruits are good, too. Or yeah. A nice pomelo. Mm. Yeah, don't... don't when, I wanna, when I get an orange, I want it to taste good. <laughs> and again, to you, that, that, that is indicated by sweetness. I understand. In fruits it is, yeah. Okay. Okay. Like I I will eat and drink bitter foods. Yeah, I've never had much of a sweet tooth, and I, I guess that goes to the fruit as well. Is this interesting yet? Is everybody interested? On June twentieth, Ben wrote in to say at brother date, anything not presented directly in front of the court is considered hearsay, though some types of hearsay are allowed. Mm, for a second I read that wrong and I thought it said heresy. Yes, some types of heresy are allowed. <laughs> and I went, wow, so I, I'm glad heresy's allowed, I guess. I mean, this day and age. Um, so, he's talking about your court thing. We were trying to figure out whether or not that person just reading. Right. The professional reader reading the testimony instead of the person being up on the stand was like, how that was legit. Well, so this is the thing, right? There's all kinds of stuff that you can't present directly into evidence in a trial. Yeah. Like... The the specific things that people said in their earlier depositions right. are not admissible on their own, but but it's a pure technicality, and in every one of these cases, there's a system for working around it, which is always the some lawyer asks, do you remember saying this at your hearing? And when they say, I don't remember, they say, would it refresh your memory to look at the transcript? <laughs> and that way it gets thrown right in. And then they have them read the transcript. Mind you, they have to read the transcript silently to themselves. They can't oh, read it aloud. Okay. And then... They can after just they, say whatever's on it? <clears throat> then after they look up, he'll ask him again if they remember what they said at the thing, and then they'll say it again. Hmm. And so it's like, okay, cool. I mean, we could have saved a lot of time if you if that could just have been evidence. Yeah, once you've built in the loopholes and everybody knows them, now you're right. You're just you're just expending a lot of effort to get to the same place. And it's the same with having that fun little stage play put on. Yeah, and I, I guess my question wasn't whether it can be done because you know Judah already described that it happened. Yep. So it yeah, was allowed. I, like I get that it's done. I'm just saying, like, okay, that's that's one way to go. That's not the way I would go if I were designing it. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't it really just seem like. Everyone could, we could all look around and go, okay, so we're going to have to do this really dumb thing, or <laughs> here's what they said. Yeah, I agree. Because someone is reading something, mm -hmm. and if you want, when you're deliberating, you can get, you can get what was said. Mind you, they, you can't get a transcript of what was said. You have to have the court reporter read it to you. Yeah, it's so silly. A lot of so, silly rules. <laughs> the rules are very strange. <clears throat> but yeah, yes, the the issue at hand wasn't that it's hearsay. We understand that it's hearsay. It's just, it just seems like, uh, with all of the loopholes, we should just just start admitting those types of evidence. We should just have a rules committee, like in baseball or something. Agreed. And they should just meet, and let's just do a refresh. 
Let's do a refresh and work Kickoffs through some are from of these. the thirty again. Yeah, let's just let's just go back a little bit and maybe knock out some of these loopholes. And if we want to still allow the dumb things we're doing, just allow them outright, and then and then we'll be done. Yeah. So who's on this rules committee? Who do you want on it? I want uh, Reginald Vell Johnson. Definitely. Um, Who played Uncle Phil? He was a judge. Oh, I think he died. What was that guy's name? I think he's dead. Um, I want to say James Avery, but I don't know that that's uh, right. Avery sounds right. It's something Avery, but he is a ghost now. But maybe Andy Lau? Oh, Andy Lau for sure. Yeah. Um, not an American citizen, that might be an nope. issue. No, not for the rules committee, that's fine. Um, I guess maybe not. He can wear a top knot if he wants. So it could be like a period piece. Um, who else? Reginald Johnson, Andy Lau, Tom Selleck. Mm, for his, that's very good. For his crime back, for his cr- criminal investigation background, I think. It, it brings it up to a nice odd number, so no ties. That's right. <clears throat> uh, and... Uh, Boy, if those three can agree on something, don't you feel pretty good about it? <laughs> I want it to be... Like, especially, hey guys, we have a unanimous decision from Reginald Vell Johnson, Andy Lau, and Tom Selleck. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, whatever they said. Yeah, hey, don't tell me. I don't care. I don't even know what it is. Agreed. Uh, and it's lifetime appointments. Lifetime appointments. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, otherwise, it's too political. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, on the 22nd, Marjan wrote in to say, at Brother Date, I have so many opinions about Collective Box. And by the way, she was not lying. No, I think she tweeted like 20 times. I didn't count, but it seemed like 20. Uh, it felt like a lot. Yeah. It felt like an awful uh, lot. Collective so... Box was our last non-Star Trek episode. And uh, it, yes, we did go through some 90s music. Uh, did a little bit of a, a, a quick ranking. It yep. wasn't meant to be hard and fast. We didn't mention a lot of bands. We just we just knocked out a few that came to mind. That's all. We said several times that we would continue to revisit it because we knew it was woefully incomplete. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it would take just so many episodes. However, so really... she did. She was not lying. <laughs> she does have some opinions. Well, I also encouraged her at, on many occasions to tweet us so that we'll have something to talk about. That's so very. That's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good. <clears throat> so next up at brother date first i made you listen to dolphins cry I th- by the way i think the past tense there is very interesting did she make you listen to dolphins cry uh yes this is a song from the band live yeah i couldn't remember which one she made me listen to i just remembered it was terrible I thought, oh I thought did you say maybe it was, was lakini's juice yeah, or something i thought maybe ah. it was lakini's juice but apparently it was dolphins cry and it was uh, terrible let's see oh <laughs> you, you, you went ahead <laughs> And got that one going. <clears throat> oh, it already sounds like the late 90s to me. <gasps> oh, your Rose Garden of Trust? Fuck that. That is uh, something Stephen Fry would have said in, <laughs> in a bit of Fry and Lori. Wow. Cool. Oh, is this Nickelback? That's what I'm saying. It sounds so late 90s. That Ugh. is Nickelback for Dude, sure. good thing I popped some fucking chewable antacids right before we started doing this show. Yeah, so uh, so now her next comment makes sense because she did also say, at Brother Date, I can still recite the lyrics to Lakini's Juice, though. Is that how she got her PhD? Yes. Is, um... is that her thesis defense? <laughs> yes, it was. It went very well. I was there in person. She kind of rocked out. She rocked yeah. ass. Miss Rafat, 
<laughs> how do you address uh, potential criticism? Blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah blah, question blah. and answer part was a little rough. I don't think anyone came prepared. And then she was just like, it was an evening I shared with the sun to find out where we belong. Did From we... the earliest days, we were dancing in the shadows. More wine, because I got to have it. <laughs> More skin, because I got to eat it. That can't, that can't be right. Is that right? <laughs> to, be, to, be, to be fair, um, that's a really good way to answer a question in your thesis defense. Well, clearly she bullied them into it, because she's an actual doctor now. Yeah. Uh, at Brother Date, don't pretend not to remember Pretty Noose. Blow up the outside world. The day I tried to live, burden in my hand, outshined. I, I don't remember any of those. I actually don't remember a couple of those. Uh, I don't even know what band that is, except that her next tweet is, or fell on Black Days, hashtag Soundgarden. I do remember fell on Black Days. Uh, which one was that? Because I fell on... That's right. Anyway, um... Yeah, I I said in the episode that she was going to be very upset that you said they only had two hits. I I said it on air. I said Marjan's not going to handle that well. She's Especially because I said one of them was Spoon Man. She's going to come at you so hard for saying that they only had Black Hole Sun and Spoon Man. But at the yeah. time, I couldn't, like off the top of my head, rattle off some more songs. I knew there were more. Well, she listed about eight of them, but I only remembered Fell on Black Days. I, I remember Outshine, Blow Up the Outside World. Uh, I don't remember the other ones she said were. Oh, man, they help themselves to a long, silent intro. Oh, I thought, I thought you were, like, starting and... Oh, I remember this one. See, a lot of these I just think of that song I was listening to while I played Secret of Mana. Yeah, I definitely was putting together the Galactic Mediator while I listened to this. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, this is transporting me to a much worse place. <laughs> I'm like a sweaty 11-year-old, and I'm yeah, not it feels, enjoying I, it. It feels very hot to me to yeah. listen to that song. Don't like it. Don't like it at all. I'm having bad feels. <laughs> but I totally recognize that song. I just would not have known which one it was. Yep. Yep, that's, uh, that's you're right. That's another Soundgarden song. And, you know, I, I am always really confused about this, because it happened when we were kids... I'm never sure what was just a radio hit and what was, like, a bona fide hit. Because KME played a lot of stuff, but it's not like it charted or anything. So I, I never know, like, what was a an actual hit or what was just released as a single. You it's, know? A fair, it's a fair point, because I just sort of generally assume that anything that I heard on the radio a hundred times was a hit. Yeah, but, like, sometimes you look it up and it's like, oh, that song that I heard uh, once on the hour, every hour for four years, that charted number 58. And you're like, oh, okay, never mind. Nobody actually cared about it. It was just on the alternative radio station. But um, but I haven't done the research on Soundgarden. I don't know where they where they charted. Uh, oh, you you weren't kidding about number fifty four. Oh my god, really? Black days. Yeah. <laughs> That's what uh, I'm saying. I got to number four on the Billboard sure. mainstream rock tracks chart, and yeah. number thirteen on the Billboard modern rock track chart. I would have thought it you're... was more modern than it was mainstream. Unfortunately, if you're talking about charting, only one chart matters, and the other ones are it's... like you didn't sell right. anything. Yeah, it got to 54 on the Hot 100, and everyone else can jump off a cliff. And you know what? For rock groups, what you really need to look at is album charts, not even singles charts. 
And this is true, and it was their fifth single from Super Unknown. So I imagine that album rocked ass in terms of sales, but I don't... We'll just super take a look. Because they're never going to chart well compared to the pop the pop music that that's on every single... There's like nine pop music stations and two alternative stations or something, so it's... Uh, yeah, it got to number one on the Billboard 200. Okay. So it, which is, uh, that's the album's chart. Yes, so that's that's fine then, and it did pretty well, but in terms of the singles, they never... They never also, in Australia and New Zealand, and number two in Canada. Number three in Sweden, so that must have been fun. <laughs> Imagine how depressing Sweden UK. was in 1995. Only got to number 30 in Hungary. Oh, come on. What do they got to listen to? What Eurovision-ass fucking nonsense were they listening to? Well, let's... Uh... I love the deep dive we're on. <laughs> well, let's, let's see if this chart has... By the way, what year was it? 95, 96? What year was it? 95. Okay. Let's see. Let's see if Wikipedia's got a fucking deep dive on the Hungarian record charts. Just look up 1995 in Hungary and see all the terrible things that happened there. Yeah, I should. <laughs> I actually have a, <clears throat> I have a really old school resource for this. I have a, a Top 40 Charts book that goes through like 2011 or something. I should bust well, that motherfucker out. In the Eurovision Song Contest in 1995, Hungary came 23rd, 22nd with uh, three points for the song Uzhnev Aregi Hazfalan. That was a hot jam. That was a hot, hot jam. I remember it. 95. Uzi Machine Gun Man Named John. Yeah. That was a good one. Most observers were rather taken aback by the nature of the song, holding it both completely inappropriate for Eurovision audiences and (laughs) juries in terms of style, with Sigetti's rasping vocals unlikely to provide a vote winner either. Oh. So, sounds like it was kind of a bad year in Eurovision. Marshall also wrote in to say, Hmm. uh, at Brother Date, fun fact, Bad Company was a supergroup too. Uh... Hashtag free, hashtag Mott the Hoople, hashtag Mm. King Crimson. Okay. I I would argue that if the supergroup is more famous than any of the the constituent members, that we can forget about that aspect of it. That is my point as well. Just having a bunch of guys who used to be in other bands get together does not make it a supergroup. Yeah, it's like, everybody was in... Is the Temptations a supergroup because everybody was an ace or a fucking whatever? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, everyone... It's very rare that someone's in their first band. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. it happens. Sometimes you'll form a band at 15 and you're Green Day or whatever. Yeah, I mean, if you're the littlest Hanson in Hanson... Yeah. Then you're not in a supergroup, but it's like... It's like everyone comes from somewhere, but that doesn't mean it's a supergroup. These have to be recognizable people and names before they join their, their supergroup. At Brother Date, also, how do you not bring up rock and roll fantasy? Can't get enough or Shooting Star? Shooting Star was the third Bad Company song that I liked that I couldn't remember. Uh, I remember that one, but I never knew who it was by. Yes. That's the thing about Bad Company. <laughs> Unless it's the song Bad Company. That's right. They made it easy on that one. You're kind of like, I don't remember who this is, but I think I like it. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> I yeah. do remember that song, though. Uh, I don't know. And I, I remember that Feel Like Making Love is by Bad Company, but only because I had to look it up about eight times. And I remember Rock and Roll Fantasy. What was the other one she said? Can't Get Enough. Not sure I remember. That could be anything. Which one that is. Yeah. Maybe if we heard it, it would be a Soundgarden situation. And it would transport yeah, it's me it's to... probably a, by Soundgarden. It would transport me to a weird place that I didn't exist in at the time. <clears throat> 
I think the problem with looking this one up is there's probably 15 songs. Can't get enough. Make sure you put in the, the band name bad. of Bad Company. <clears throat> hmm. See, I'm smart. I have it turned down until I know it's not going to be an ad. Good. Very generic. Well, that's kind of their line. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I'd like to tell you, Sam's singing. If you could, if you thought this was the worst Thin Lizzy song, you'd be like, yeah. yeah. I still don't necessarily recognize it. Yeah. Alright, I know this nonsense. They were who we thought they were. Exactly right. Uh, at Brother Date, it's a bit ridiculous that you didn't care to include any female bands on your list. Oh boy. Four Non Blondes wasn't on the list. And Smashing Pumpkins doesn't really count. I, th- I mean female-fronted. Yeah, we know Smashing Pumpkins doesn't count, because as Matt said very clearly, <laughs> all instruments you hear on the record are Billy Corgan. That's right. Because he's the worst. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm not surprised that Marjan made it about gender. She's got... Oh, she's, that is her go-to move. So she suggested one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bands. Yeah. Seven <laughs> bands. So let's go right into 90s Power Hour while we anachronistically <laughs> listen to uh, Feel Like Making Love here. All right, I'll, all right. Yeah. Vamp for one second while I get a pen. I need a pen. Alright. I guess you didn't need to vamp because there's music. Alright, I'm back. Yeah, I decided to vamp by playing this song, which I like. Let me find the pause button and let's, uh, let's set a couple of markers. So, uh, the top of our list currently, I'm not going to read all of them, is uh, S-Pups. You know who that is? Yep. (laughs) Everyone knows them. Uh, Sitting at number five is Nirvana. Hmm. At number ten, we have Rage Against the Machine. Okay. That started the whole whole conversation, I believe. Coming in at the bottom, uh, at number fifteen, we have the Butthole Surfers. So, that should help you generally figure out how we set these guys. By the way, Barshan, very upset with me that I have them at the bottom. She loves Pepper... She loves us so much. Well, but does she like <laughs> one other song? I don't know if they have any. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's problematic, isn't it? Yeah. You get a soft thing to put my beer down on. And I really hate that song. Hate it so much. That's a very bad song. Hate it almost as much as I hate it. All right, Matthew. Her number one suggestion is Hole. Yeah, she likes Hole. Um, so, Doll Parts. Um, v- Violet. Probably another song. There's the one, um... Stall Parts. Yeah, 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 Uh, well, they're ahead of the Butthole Surfers. Who's ahead of the Butthole Surfers? Uh, immediately ahead of them is the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, they're, okay, Hole's ahead of the Goo Goo Dolls. Let's see, do they move all the way up above Rage Against the Machine for you? Uh, that's, that's troublesome. That's troublesome 19 motherfucking 96 right there, man. Alright, so above the Goo Goo Dolls is Primus. Yeah, I think they're ahead of Primus. Above Primus, we have Collective Soul. They're ahead of Collective Soul. 
above Collective Souls Candlebox. Yeah, I can't separate those two. It's not allowed yeah, by, by rule. That's why we named the last one what we named it. <laughs> right. And then we have Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It feels like they kind of hit their level. What's ahead of Rage Against the Machine in case I've got this mixed up somewhere? Soul Asylum. What's ahead of Soul Asylum? Live. All right, so I have them b- b- below live. Okay. And the reason is, a uh, hole never really bothered me that much. I didn't mind all parts. I didn't mind Violet was the other one I could think of. I'm sure they had other ones. Marjan will be sure to tweet them. Nothing that ever rose to the level of uh, Our Love is Like Walter. Yeah, of course. <laughs> for me, personally. What's that song? What's Se- the name of that song for Se- real? Is that selling the drama? Is that, um... There is that, um... The... Well, it's not I Alone, it's the other one. All Over You. All Over You. Yeah, maybe it's that one, I don't know. All Over You, All Over Me! Yep. Okay, so Hole is coming in now at our new number nine position. There, you see. By the way, I know you're rating these, but I will argue if I don't think they make sense. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, coming in next for her, uh, PJ Harvey. Okay, PJ Harvey. I don't. Would be a new number seventeen for me. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about PJ Harvey. What what songs what songs did PJ Harvey have again? PJ Harvey had um, I'm PJ Harvey and I'm here to say <laughs> I'm PJ Harvey in a, in a major way. Yeah, in a major way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, fuck! What's the name of one of your songs, PJ? <laughs> what do you know? What's in their number one? What's in their top paragraph? This is definitely a KOME situation. Town by the Water. Could that? That's she says that was the breakthrough modern rock hit. Let's see. If that's uh, anything. See if I even remember it. Boy. I remember Water's Edge by Seven Mary Three. Much better. Oh, they need to be. Are they not on this? We'll get to them. Okay, good. Because <laughs> that song is fucking amazing. Down by the water, huh? I don't really, I don't really remember that. I lost my heart the uh, I kind of, this is kind of familiar. I, I do remember this. I find that I don't care about it much either way. Yeah, I agree. Um, boy, I'm looking at this list of singles and I don't remember any of these. Yeah. So I don't um, know if she didn't get much airplay. Well, I tell you what, I'll, I will put because this is. I do remember it, and it's very much nothing. I will put them ahead of the Goo Goo Dolls for sure. Okay. <laughs> do 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 we want to vis a vis Primus? Where do you have them? I'm gonna keep Primus. I feel like they went for a thing, and this band didn't. Okay. <laughs> if you don't sweat, you're 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 not you're not gonna get wet. There we go. God, I like it. <laughs> Coming in at our new number fifteen, that was PJ Harvey. Garbage. Oh, yeah, I really did not like Garbage. I kind of actively didn't like them. It was just a bunch of electronic mm. nonsense. It was like, wasn't it like two old, 
two old forties producers, like when they were in the forties, and then like a and Shirley, what's her name? And yeah, was, I, that wasn't very good. Um, but it was um, better than Primus. I'm only happy when it rains. Right, I remember that. I would even put them above Candle Candle Soul. Mm, yeah, well, I might. I would even put them against Rage Against the Machine, but I actively don't like Rage Against the Machine, so that's a. See, this is where our list might be a little different because yeah. <clears throat> the active dislikes for me, I think, are right now the bottom, bottom two or three or four. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, garbage. All right. Uh, so I had a Primus. I'm only, I'm only happy when it rains. What's that? What's after Primus again? Uh, above or below? Uh, sorry. What's better than Primus? Collective Soul. Same with those, you know, with those two. Um, uh, yeah, I had a Primus, I guess. I really didn't. Right. I really didn't like garbage. Uh, they did. Uh, I'm only happy when it rains, and uh, probably some other songs. Yeah. Stupid girl was that yep. them? Yes. Yes. Not look at that stupid girl. That's the, by the st- Rolling Stones. The Stonies, That's which was them. more misogynistic. <laughs> well. You know, yeah. as yeah. as they were wont to do. Uh, the Breeders. Mm, did they have more than one song? Yes, but you don't know any of them. Okay, but I mean one single that was played on the radio that we heard? Uh, uh, no, only Cannonball was played on yeah. the radio. I don't mind Cannonball, I like it. Um, they didn't play... Divine Hammer or Driving on Nine or Title TK or no, none any of, those. of those things. None of those. The one time my iPod did play the Breeders and Elastica back to back. Well, that must have been fun. Which was a real throwback. Um, okay, so this list is getting so unwieldy. Um, and we haven't only, only eighteen members long. Yeah. So, mm, given the fact that they're catalog for all intents and purposes is one song it's better than soul asylum song who's better than soul asylum on the list hole i like them better than hole <laughs> Who, who's who's better than hole live hmm. oh, this is, i feel like we're we're getting into distinct tiers here i kind feel of. like this tier starts at live somehow <laughs> Just based on those three songs that I... Well, we haven't yet explored anything above live. That I mainly session. enjoy, ironically, but the enjoyment's there nonetheless. Of I, I think ironic enjoyment is still enjoyment. Yeah, of I Alone, uh, All Over You, and uh, uh, Selling the Drama. Um, yeah, I think I got below live, I guess. Alright. I mean, if you have three songs I enjoy, then it, you're 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 kicking ass so far. So, what if they only have two, but it's Veruca Salt? And it's really the same song? It's like the same one song, it's, part I two. I mean, one song reminds you of the other, like... <laughs> yeah. Directly references inter- it. An interlude from the other? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we love that in Quinella Holiday, but that's not the only two... The only two songs Midnight Oil has isn't yeah. Lucky Country and Quinella Holiday. It's Lucky Country, right? Yeah, well, no, it's... No, Ned it's Kelly Love's King. on Sale? It's Ned oh, Kelly. Ned Kelly's King, shit. Yeah, and, then, and those weren't even really hits, so, um... Um... Yeah, I... They are just two songs. I might enjoy them more than Life. Who's above Live? Stone Temple Pilots? Well, they had a lot more songs. They had many songs. Um... But I don't really care about any of them. It's kind of a... <laughs> yeah... 
<laughs> it's a, a, a quantity over quality kind of thing. Yes. Um, I'll keep them below live, but ahead of... Uh, ahead of the breeders? Ahead of the breeders. I don't mean to lump all the chicks down below the live category. It's just I, I need something more prolific. You do have three in a row down I there. need them to be more prolific. Uh, well, here's one that's more prolific, but I don't know if it's going to score higher. Here comes, no doubt. Yeah, I've never really been a fan. Mm, so there was, like, uh, I'm just a girl, right? Yeah, that was There's, not great. Didn't like it. There's spider web. Spider web. Which I, I didn't like very much. Um, there's like, don't speak. Don't speak is very bad. I can't even tell now how much of it is dislike and how much of it is that it was overplayed. Like, it's, it was, now I can't it even was, tell. For sure it was overplayed. Um, well, they had some other ones. What were some of their other ones? Like, 90s ones. They had some later ones that were pretty dumb. Quinella Holiday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Quinella Holiday was a good one. Uh, yeah, definitely more prolific. Uh, so there's... I like. I kind of liked Sunday morning a little bit, just a little bit. Oh yeah, Sunday morning is not bad. That wasn't. That wasn't so bad. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Dad had this record, the Tragic Kingdom. Dad did have Tragic Kingdom. He, had, he didn't even have to cut any raps out of it. This <laughs> made it very easy for him. I think if he was to follow her career, he would have had to start cutting stuff out as it went on, because uh, she. She ended up with all that Hollaback Girl stuff. Excuse me, mister? Oh, yeah, I kind of remember that one. I didn't really like it. Boy, this is tough. Gotta say, this is a, not a great catalog, according to Matthew. Yeah. Mm. I'm gonna put them ahead of live, though. Mmm. Now what about Stone Temple Pilots? I don't think I could... I don't think I can, in good conscience, say that I enjoy No Doubt more than Stone Temple Pilots. Because they got that Interstate Love song, and they got, like, the the plush. That's them. That's true. And, um... I really need that book in front of me. This would be much easier. Book's better than internet. Just thumb through it. So heck, so good. So hella good. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, oh, they had the like cranberries. They, wait, hold on. They had sex type thing. That was one they had. They didn't have sex type thing. They had um, Vaseline, obviously. Oh yeah, that's Ooh, real KOM. That. That's super KOME. Mm. Uh, like later on, they had Lady Picture Show and Big Bang Baby. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't really care for those, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no doubt it can safely be below these guys. And the last one Marjan suggested was cranberries. I like the cranberries. Me too. I actually like them. Uh, I but it was, I don't know if this is a popular opinion, but I like them less from Zombie On. Because I feel like all the things that you were getting from the Cranberries, you were kind of only getting from the Cranberries. And then they went, you know what we need to do to sell records is be real grunge. We need to yeah. get harder and fuzzed out. I mean, she's still Irish in Zombie. Yeah, but it's just a lot of, like, heavy industrial. We're not industrial. Um, but I really like uh, uh, dreams and, yeah. and linger, um, linger, and some of the other early stuff. Um, hmm. What's ahead of STP? Soundgarden. Well, this '90s is really lumped together up here. My idea of the '90s is lumped together up here. 
You know, when it just like when it kicks in and you're just like, oh. No, this is what we're doing? Oh, okay. Grunge. Sort of. I mean, it's slow, thoughtful grunge. Yeah. It's just where's all the Irish lilting and. and, uh. enchanting. You know? Anyway. What's a. what's ahead of Soundgarden? Nirvana. Boy. People are gonna be so mad at me for this list. Uh, I guess I have the cranberries. Uh, below STP. I, I, I couldn't put them above them. Uh, that's all the chick bands that Marjan suggested, but there we can add a couple more to uh, get the list up to 25. You mentioned Elastica. Oh, yeah, they only had the one hit. Uh, so distracting. <laughs> I love that you can ask where the Irish lilt was, though. Yeah, I just mean that. Look, in uh, in dreams, I think they just are doing some Irish chanting all throughout the back half of the song. I still haven't gotten used to the fact that YouTube has changed how they recommend videos. So, like, as I'm going down looking for dreams here, when I see uh, Fortress Around Your Heart Option 2, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a great video. You know, it's just because that's the only video I ever watched. <sighs> All right, Elastica. Well, gotta say, not as happy with the Elastica's one hit as I was with the Breeders. But it was uh, fine. Elastica had two hits. Well, hold on, wait a minute. They had Stutter. Stutter was their minor hit. What? Yeah. Wait, what on. was their real hit? The radio told me it was Stutter. Uh, shit, what was it called? That's the one that played on the radio so very much. Butthole servers need to stay at the bottom. I think that's clear. I guess maybe Stutter was their... I mean, it was not their top charting hit. Oh. Even in the U.S. Connection charted higher. Connection. Connection. Uh, probably was the bump from Stutter, right? The Stutter bump? That's the, the world-famous Stutter bump. Mm-hmm. There's a video and everything. It's two minutes and 25 seconds long. Get it out. Oh, I remember. The connection is made. I remember this one. Yeah. All right, this was a hit. Um, But it's not very good. (laughs) That is the problem with it, because it's not as good as Stutter. If you hadn't reminded me of this, they probably would have gone higher. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Well, I guess I have them below hole. But above Soul Asylum? Still above Soul Asylum. I didn't want to... I didn't mean to overstate it if I did last time. I didn't... I wasn't, like, way into Runaway Train. But, saying but it's something. It was better than fucking Primus or the Goo Goo Dolls. Or um, Liz Fair. Ugh, yeah. Really did not care about that. 
that whole person. Oh, boy, that kind of, that's real garbage territory. <laughs> uh, to me. So down around, uh, like, between Primus and Collective Soul to you? Yes, in that in that general area. I would say, well, I really actively dislike garbage. I had a garbage. Okay. Because I've just had a pretty active dislike of garbage. And uh, one more for 25. This is 90s edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's do Natalie Merchant. Oh, yeah. Sure. So not I don't want not ten thousand maniacs. Okay, I was gonna say not ten thousand maniacs. Now this is where I might have that's trouble. A little too early. Alright, so shit. Alright. So which one was Carnival? Was that ten thousand maniacs Natalie or was that Merchant. Natalie Merchant? Okay, Carnival. Alright. So this is I need I need to be able to differentiate. So what were the other Natalie Mer- Merchant ditties? D- ditties. She did um of the nineties. <clears throat> Uh, Wonder? Boy, I, I don't really remember that one. I, you do, but you don't know the name of it, I think. Oh, yeah, well, that's what I mean. From the name, I don't know it. I assume you're... You, I'm assuming it's the one that I remember. I assume you're YouTubing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just... Oh, it didn't even get an ad. Oh. So, same album as Carnival. Oh, yeah, I remember this. This reminds me of uh, the Upperland Forest. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate Natalie Merchant. Um, let's uh, throw her. Unfortunately, in that, in that chick tier. In between Soul Asylum and Live somewhere? Yeah, let's put her between... Uh... Right now you have Veruca Salt at the top and Alaska at the bottom. Let's put her ahead of the Breeders. Okay. And below Veruca Salt. Coming in at number 12, Natalie she, This is like uh, her version of Average Guy music. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Like a, a Wallflowers or a Counting Crows, which are also not on the list yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Is that enough power hour for today? I think that's pretty good. That ain't bad. All we did ten female fronted bands. Bunch of. I'm I'm sure I could think of another five if you wanted to make it even, but I think just the nature of the business means that going forward there there are going to be more male fronted bands than female fronted bands anyway. Well, I mean, there are still some ones out there. I mean, there's the Alanis Morissette and the there fucking. Are. There's some biggies, but we'll get to I mean, them. when you do Natalie Merchant, it's very tempting to immediately do Natalie Imbruglia. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, uh, this was a... Because uh, we just... Uh, you could do Mazzy Star, you got Lisa Loeb. There's a lot of yeah, stuff yeah. hanging out there, for sure. Sure. Yes. Okay. All right. We'll get to it, then. Someday. Uh, what else was on the uh, the tweet the tweet machine? On the old tweeter, uh, 
at brother date by the way we're still on june 22nd at brother date one more thing it's tear your frosty down not burn oh, hashtag local h hashtag disgruntled christmas all right okay good it's very important to get all it's those super important to get that dumb dumb song right it's also important to hashtag the crap out of it in case you say are... shopping spree i say <laughs> killing spree exactly <laughs> uh yeah he's there are also things you that are in that song that you can't say no more about blowing stuff up at the shopping mall or whatever yeah, well, you yeah, you can't you, say that. You shouldn't. Can't you shouldn't. Say that no more. It's not cool anymore. Yeah. Uh, also, on the twenty second, uh, your buddy Kyle wrote in to say, "Are we naming good Soundgarden songs? What about Spoonman?" Thereby betraying that although he follows this Twitter scenario, <laughs> he did he not, does not listen episode. to the podcast. Yeah, I, I think he may still think that he's banned. I'm not sure. It's, it's oh my po- god, <laughs> it's could he be, could he think he's banned? It's possible. I told I him he know. wasn't. Okay. Uh, it's also possible he doesn't like it, which, you know, is also a fair stance. That's, uh, by the way, a very reasonable stance to take. Yeah. Uh, to which Marjan re- res- responded, we only mentioned Black Hole Sun and Spoonman and pretended we didn't know any other ones. <laughs> so she really thought I was being pretty malicious to old Soundgarden. <laughs> and look how high I have him on the list. I mean, really. Uh, There's six at, right now out of 25. That's not that's right. being mean to them. At Brother Date, she writes, By the way, besides Shine, Collective Soul also had December, The World I Know, and Heavy. I actually, I don't know what Heavy is. I definitely know The World I Know. I'm not. I don't know about December. I didn't. I probably know December. By name, I did not recognize any of them. Yeah. So. Uh, I didn't say that Shine was their only song. It's just the only one I sort of half remember how to play on the guitar. <laughs> that's right. Oh, man. I, don't think, I think that was my only comment on Collective Soul. I'm pretty sure everyone can play that on guitar without even thinking about it because it's been just drilled into our minds on such a like a subconscious level. If you, you listen to guitar, KOME, you just start playing it. Yeah, you're like, oh, I think I just played Shine. It's crazy. Oh, and I hate myself. And then uh, what she claims to be her last comment before getting back to work, uh, which was not the case. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Maybe she went back to work and then had some more to say. Right. Uh, at Brother Date, seriously, last comment before getting back to work, it's bonkers that Soul Asylum beats Rage Against the Machine in any ranking. Nope. Uh, disagree. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Rage Against the Machine was a real nothing for you and me. And again, we listened to the radio, we heard lots of it. Yep. And, uh, then I think at some point I said, well, what's a good goddamn song? I promise I'll listen to it. And then she said, uh, oh, she'd already know Freedom, Killing in the Name, Bulls on Parade. Yeah, I remember that. Down Rodeo, People of the Sun, and Gorilla Radio, which I oh. guess is different from Down Rodeo. I only listened to about three of those, and I did not like any of them. But yeah. I did listen to them. One of my main problems with Rage Against the Machine is that the, they're very, the songs are very similar. Um, because it's all just a guy screaming over uh, some very rhythmic rock music. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, I don't care. If I don't like the one, I'm not really going to like the other ones. Is what my take is generally on them. Because they sound, all the songs kind of sound alike. I kind of agree. Yeah. So, sorry, Rage. Uh, then a week passed, and Ben wrote in. Hmm. Uh, so these comments are all post our last Star Trek episode. Okay. At Brother Date, in Star Trek, all myths are true, but only when they can techno-babble their way into a science-like explanation. Hashtag Ardra. 
Now, whoa, what's um, what's fun about that is they proved that Ardra that myth wasn't true. He's not the first person to ever use that hashtag. What? Yeah. People are talking about Ardra out there? Now, no one has tweeted the hashtag Ardra until uh, since December 31st of last year, and it appears to be... I don't know. What I don't is? even understand what it is. None of these are about the Star Trek. Oh, I was going to say, we should, uh, an opportunity to join the conversation about Ardra that's happening out there in the Twitterverse, but apparently, no. Apparently. I mean, someone who calls himself Teborg uh, with a <laughs> Twitter handle at S-T-R-T-R-K-1701 did That sounds in, promising. Did, did right to say, To play devil's advocate, though, is not the point of prequels to create a history which links to a pre-existing show? Hashtag Ardra. <sighs> uh, is Ardra going to be in Discovery? I don't understand. I don't... I hope not, because that was a real throwaway episode. That it was, was ultimate dumb. filler. It hey, we visited dumb. a planet. They had a problem, but we fixed it. Don't need to come back here. Wow. Okay. Yeah, boy, they are. Don't join the conversation about our draw on Twitter, everybody. Yeah, leave it alone. It's not about that episode. Yeah. <clears throat> What's the name of that episode? I can't remember. Devil's Do. Devil's Do. Yeah. <laughs> See, I popped that one off right off the top of my head. Yeah, you did. Uh, ben also wrote in to say, at Brother Date, Odo's liquid consistency is reasonably approximated by oatmeal, at least according to Nog. I don't know that we should take that as anything. Yeah, what does Nog know? He can't even read. I think Nog thought Jake would believe it was oatmeal. Yeah. Like, but that doesn't mean that that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Nog doesn't know anything. I mean, when Odo transforms, he doesn't look like oatmeal. No, he looks like some real shiny CGI goo. <laughs> he looks like an uh, Amiga fucked a Photoshop. <laughs> I didn't have a second a video toaster. I should have said a video toaster. Looks like an Amiga fucked a video toaster. It's okay. I like to Amiga fucks a Photoshop better. Yeah. Um. And then uh, he got to the end of the episode, and uh, said, "At brother date, ah, you're suggesting I get a three fifths vote, and I specifically said two thirds." Yeah, we've and I and by the way, I almost made a three fifths joke, but you started saying something else, and I didn't get a chance. That's right. Yeah, I did not show any restraint. I just lost the opportunity. I try not to invoke slavery in humor. Yeah, we try. That's not always successful. Yeah, just like just like Bill Maher. Sometimes I have a slip up. Yeah, <laughs> and just like the Bill Maher show, sometimes it's one of the the guest panelists that sends you off into the world of <sighs> slavery, slavery conversation. This time it was Ben. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Uh, also at Brother Date, no ties. I'm the ST Veep, which he wrote V-E-E-P. Yep. So, so it, is he the vice president of th- Star Trek? We're co-presidents and there's a vice president? It's weird. It's, it's a, a very, weird system. It's a very complicated setup. But I guess he's arguing that he should have the tiebreak? I think we're all, he says he gets the tiebreak, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're all Tetrarchs. And he's a tetrarch. Oh, nice, good. That's my favorite and one. We need to find a fourth tetrarch. Also, I think. we need to talk about this river situation. Also, because our borders are fucked. They're like buck wild borders. The and... Cardassians moved a river because they're they're big into the labors of Hercules, and so <laughs> our shit is is just is just busted. Our whole shit is busted. It was right actually now. an episode of Cardassian Mythbusters where they were testing a myth about moving a river. And they got it done. 
Oh, well, good for them. Yeah, it was plausible. They said it was plausible. Oh, okay, plausible. Yeah, so... Uh, so By the um, way, I just really want to do the show Cardassian Mythbusters. I really want to do it. I want you and I to dress up in, car- in really convincing Cardassian makeup and do Cardassian Mythbusters. And make up <laughs> myths that might exist on Cardassia. I mean, here's the problem. This sounds like something that requires imagination. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah never mind. That's fine. We, you know what? Better we find out now that we can't do it. Then get all the makeup done and get in I'm front sure of the camera the... and go, wait, what were we going to do? I'm sure the memory alpha page called Cardassian Myths is going to be pretty short. It's going to be the Dalrock and then nothing. <laughs> and it's that's not even Cardassian, but they heard about it. Also, that's going to be a that's going to be a tough one to test. We're going to have to really think about it. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, and he hated the village. By the way, okay, so Marjan's favorite um, favorite idea for a new Star Trek episode is to do one on Romulus. Okay. My favorite idea for a spin a Star Trek spin-off is to do Oh, a spin-off. Oh, that's what, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, a spin-off. My favorite idea for a spin-off is to get the Cardassian in like the last episode of Deep Space 9 who goes, "That was for Lacarian City." I want to get him <laughs> and I want to do a show all about him where he goes around solving crimes and uses street justice. And that's the only show I want to make. I will do anything to get that show made. It'd be a wild departure from the Star Trek uh, universe. Who do you think would guest? Um, well, you could get all the DS9 characters. You're going to get, is Elam Garrick going to show up? Hell yes, Garrick's going to, he's going to be like a recurring character. He's going to be someone that this guy goes to every once in a while when he needs something done off the books. By the way, did you, uh, when you listened to that Star Trek book, uh, what did you think of the part where he said that he thinks he got the role of Garrick because he was doing a scene with Bashir and he gave him a look like he wanted to fuck him hard? Yeah, he's like, and I just kind of went like, well, he's a handsome young man. I'll just, uh, I'll play with that a little bit. And then I think they went for it because there there was a lot of stuff between us after that. And it was like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Play it like you want to fuck him. That's how you're going to get the role. He's like, hey, that'd be weird. What if I looked like I wanted to fuck uh, Alexander Siddig? He took it a little deep. He's like, and then, you know, I just played it like that the rest of the show. It's just, it, you know, uh, my favorite interpretation is that they they were dating the whole time. Yep. They're just uh, knocking boots. I do love an actor who has opinions about his character. That, are, that have never been experienced by anybody yes, else. That are outside of canon. <laughs> right. Firmly outside of canon. Uh, yeah, okay. So, Lacarian City. That guy is, man. I, he only delivered that one line, but he did such a good job. Here is here's my concern. I am concerned that uh, the, a television writing team is not going to be able to come up with enough Cardassian names. <laughs> it's going to be like Ivec and then Bivec the next week. Because they're all two syllables and they usually have a hard K sounding <laughs> them somewhere. And it's like, yeah, it's going to be Bivec. And then you're going to be like, well, though. Yeah, the last guy, which one is I'm, he? I'm Galbadred. <laughs> well, are you? I don't. It's are very hard for me to keep track of this ever-changing cast. Well, I'm Galbukat. <laughs> oh, but when I was listening to the audiobook, they kept calling him Galducat. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on. I don't think they got any of the names right. Yeah, that's some fun I didn't get to have because I read it. But on the other hand, uh, it's 
so much faster to read. Yeah, it was pretty slow listening to these old dudes try to go through this alien nonsense. And I didn't have to listen to anybody talk about how much Gene Roddenberry wanted to sex everything up. <sighs> it was not good to listen to. You heard, you read the part that I talked about, right? Where Patrick Stewart left his wife for, for Vosh? For Vosh? Yeah, that's crazy to I, me. I had to rewind it. I rewound it like three times because I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm saying, I don't think on, I'm what? hearing this correctly. And like, oh, and then he's dating her. And, and then I, a year later, they're married. And you're like, oh, hold on. <laughs> like, I don't remember any of this. And the writer was, like, blaming himself. He's like, that's because I wrote that episode. Did he not know that Famke Jansen was going to be on three years later playing a metamorph? I just think maybe they left out the part where he dumped Vosh for Famke Jansen. Well, it was probably one year later. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just short-sighted. I know. Yeah, he really, I mean, really, Vosh is um, not great. Vosh is just fine. <laughs> and um, didn't age that well. So sorry, I have no. to say that. It's not kind of rough uh anyway what do you have a spin-off idea oh uh i mean can i just say deep space nine but the wormhole never happens no that's you can't do alternate deep space nine <laughs> well it doesn't have to be deep space nine for instance i don't want cisco there oh okay so just old west in space i mean yeah basically that's okay. what i want but yeah. like for real not like not the stakes are immediately at one million <laughs> yes it's very hard to play character drama at that stage when every single character uh what they all of their decisions impact the rest of the galaxy. Yes. It's like then all you're playing with is plot. You're not playing with any. There's no character drama. There should be about 8 admirals on Deep Space 9 all the time. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that they leave it to Commander Cisco. For, oh my God, we're doing a full Star Trek episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, 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 everybody. We've already gotten through. There's only one more mailbag comment left, left and it's not Star Trek related. Uh, but I do want to say, uh, with regards to Ben, I'm going to leave this open um, until the start of the next week's Star Trek episode. Before in case we anybody what to do about else has week. an opinion. Or but I mean, so far he has the only one, so he might win it. That's what I'm saying. Because that was one of my ideas too. Was just let Ben decide it. Because I mean, it, it I don't makes think sense. anyone else He's is the only play. one playing. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I don't think in the future there will be a, another person who's going to take on five hours of Star Trek watching every two weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. Um, and then on July 29th at Brother Day, don't forget 311 <laughs> from Marjan. She thought that was a super good idea to to tweet that. And to, to introduce 311? <laughs> yeah, but I know why. It's because it's possible that she left work to go to a happy hour, and she had three She had three drinks, and that's way too much for Marjan. <laughs> I've then, never seen her have an entire drink, so yeah, three <laughs> seems like a lot. And then she went back to work to do more science. <laughs> you know, half-cocked. And uh, and then she was telling me all about how good 311 was and how weird it was that we didn't put 311 in there. And I was going, wait, you mean like 311, like down? Like that, like down? <laughs> well, if she was drinking, she probably means amber is the color of your energy. <laughs> yes, we did. We did talk about that one as well, which made me nearly vomit. Um... Yeah, so that's why she brought up. She thought it was a really good idea, and I said, "Don't, don't tweet that. Don't tweet your support for 311." And she was like, "I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna tweet about 311." And I was like, "Okay, whatever gonna, you want to do." She's gonna tell me they're a super group pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> um, we can... Also debuting in April was the release of a cannabis vapor pen dubbed the Grassroots Uplifter. 
Holy shit. A play on words after two album titles by the band. The sleek, state-of-the-art original uplifter pen, designed in-house by 311, <laughs> requires no recharging, no refilling, and is easy, discreet, and convenient to use. Just pull it out and hit it. No <laughs> cartridges, USB chargers, or anything else needed. Just pull it out and hit it, dude. The pen will be available in Colorado, Washington, Oregon, and California. So, once they finally start, uh, once it's finally legal here next year, go get them 311 vape pens. <laughs> ridiculous look at the grassroots uplifter uh, <sighs> uh, also they sponsor nascar which i think is great 311 sponsors nascar yeah yeah how does yeah, the well-known 311 logo will appear on all bk racing cars 23 26 83 and 93 how the hell how the hell do they have the money to sponsor anything they also make an amber ale of course oh, fuck these guys Yep. I really don't like 311 at yep. all. They have a lifestyle brand. <sighs> Boy. Well, that wasn't so good. Not a fan of not a fan of how that mailbag ended. Was that the end of the we'll, mailbag? Yeah, that's the end of the mailbag. We'll <sighs> slot them into the 90s power hour at some point. Yeah, well, look. Uh, I guess when we get to Matchbox 20, I don't know. Oh fuck. Oh, boy, wait, that was technically the 90s? Ah, oh, yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah, it was. Sorry. But what about Smooth? Was that after was uh, that after the well, 90s? Let's, let's look that up. I bet it's the top thing if you just type Give me your heart, make it real, always forget about it. It was the final number one Hot 100 hit of the 1990s. Smooth? Yep. Son of a bitch! Released June 29th, 1999. As we've discussed, the late 90s were a terrible black hole. On Billboard Magazine's rankings of the top songs of the first 50 years of the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart, Don't. Smooth was ranked at the number two song overall. But that's just based on, like, charting power. Behind only The Twist. Yeah. And the number one rock song in the history of the chart. This is if not... you don't count The Twist as a rock song. Yeah. This... I mean, I know it's rock and roll, but come on. This is not a uh, critical analysis of these songs. This is just their charting power. Right? One presumes. Yeah, because I don't think that anyone would name The Twist number one, and I don't think that anyone would name Smooth number two. I mean, Smooth went to number one in the U.S. Yeah, I'm saying it charted like Canada. crazy. No, that's it. Number three in Ireland. Hmm. Before in Australia. Well, it was not good, and I didn't like it. But yes, even Smooth was in the 1990s. I don't want to talk about Matchbox 20 when the time comes. That will make me sad. Well... Seven Mary Three will make me very happy. I mean, their debut album went twelve times platinum. So, God. yeah. Ugh, they're such whiny '90s assholes. It's three a.m. I must be lonely. Yeah, dick, dick eaters. There we go. Did not appear on the Billboard Hot 100 chart because it was not released as a single. Oh, wow. This is, I mean, part of why you say for rock, for rock, you kind of have to consider the album. Yeah, I think that's the only way to really do it, because <clears throat> uh, these their singles don't really chart the same way. It's disingenuous to compare them. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Let's lock down the mailbag there. Yeah, that's, that was uh, enough. If you want to tweet at us, uh, fucking tweet at us. It's just brother date. It's not hard. At brother date. Um. 
How's it going otherwise? I know that was a long mailbag. No, it's going fine. I, I didn't know if we were going to jump into anything. Do you have anything on the on the bur- on the burners? Are you burning anything? Do you have anything in the mm-hmm. stove? Is this is it a wood fire stove? I mean, it well, it's, yes, it's wood burning for sure. It's a wood burning stove. Uh you said the other day that Marjan had the Mr. T experience on Alcatraz going through her head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, she likes that song uh, very much. I gave her many chances to uh, back off of that, but she wouldn't do it. I for sure wanted to do a Mr. T Experience Power Hour, but I'm not going to do that as the second hour of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is supposed to be the shorter one, for sure. <laughs> but uh, uh, I do I do wonder if you can guess my favorite Mr. T Experience song, so mm, I'm going to give you three guesses. Oh, boy. Um, more Than Toast. It's not More Than Toast. Uh, I don't Earlier know how- than More Than Toast. Oh, I was going to say, I don't know how you will answer this, but am I warm or cold? I don't know. I don't know what the answer would give me, but you're relatively cold. Oh shit! All right. Uh, it's, it's song about a girl who went shopping. Yeah, it's a song about a girl who went shopping. Holy shit! Yeah, you got it in two. What the fuck? <laughs> I guess that was a good hint that it was earlier, but yeah, it's, a, it's too good a hint. It turns out. But damn, I really <laughs> did not expect that to be the winner. Okay, good. Yeah, I thought about it. I thought about it long and hard, and I decided that. Uh... There are plenty of Mr. T experience songs that I tolerate, but uh, that's that's my favorite one. Wow. This is a song about a girl, who about a girl that went shopping. Kind of speaks things uh, his way she, through it. What he says is this is a song about a girl who went on a shopping spree. Oh, right, right, okay. Where is that on that record? That's number seven. <laughs> She bought a pot covered with Teflon for cooking vegetables and things like that. And she bought some punk rock records. And after she bought these things, she took them out and put them in the trunk of her yellow Datsun and drove home. It's kind of their epic. Yeah, I guess. Because they're open. So it reminds me a little bit of Need for Speed 3. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But I think that's just because the music in Need for Speed 3 kind of sounds like this part. Also, sometimes you could get the El Nino to go at 900 miles per hour. If you quit right, for sure good. 
back when they still had two guitarists. a few because he's not really adding anything <laughs> he's, he's kind of singing the exact same thing but a little bit off yes it's <laughs> like uh the harmony that the harmony that he's going for is unison yes. and he's not quite succeeding the problem is that he's not doing it at the same time he yes. needs to do it at the same time yeah um uh so every mr t experience has that bad singing every mr yes. t experience song but uh that one is the only one that i think makes an effort yeah. Musically. And that's from the era where there that's some real Gilman Street punk rock. A little oh, bit yeah, for a little sure. bit more raw and not very well recorded and all that all that nonsense. Um, well it's on the same record as at Gilman Street, so they there agree. You, there you go, yes, exactly. I think my favorite MTX song is from much later era. I think it's from um, Well their production values got a lot better. Revenge is sweet. It, and I don't, you know, I go back and forth. Sometimes I think it's the weather is here, wish you were beautiful. And sometimes I think it's um, our love will last forever and ever. But there, it's a better produced record, which is not why I like it. I just, um, I don't know. I feel like those, those are, those are two of my favorites. <laughs>
just college rock guitar right there. It's true. But they will give you an old style punk rock guitar. Right? Yeah. This is off of every three day album for the first three albums or whatever. Very much so. Oh, great, great singing too. Yeah, so uh, I said better produce. Still not yes. a great production. <laughs> now that I listen it to it. It never comes over great No, uh, from my phone into this mixer, into this podcast. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely... It definitely sounds like it was recorded in a studio. The guy, the guy could have used some vocal training, though. Could he get some vocal training? Well, he has, still has decided not to. He still has the the... The smallest range of any rock singer I've ever heard. Well, this, I mean, this album was already probably 12 years into their career. Yeah, this is 97. I don't know when they started. And it's and it's been another 20 years since then. Oh my god, that's true. God, we're old. Uh, and he's still making music as uh, Mr. T experience, although I think he's the only original member left. Dude, this, this whole album reminds me so much of Final Fantasy VII, and now the year makes sense. Well, yeah, it would. I mean... That is, uh, that was so Who long needs ago. happiness? I'd rather have you. Yeah, lawnmower of love, all that stuff. Yeah. 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 It's kind of a mini deep dive on MTX there. Yep. Well, I picked a favorite. You picked a favorite, sort of. I mean, I don't think <laughs> yeah. it would have mattered if I'd played, uh, Our Love Will Last Forever and Ever instead, or whatever you said the yes, other one was. Yes, it's, um, uh, they're on, they're working on a formula. It's a formula. Uh, it is find a pun and fucking dig in. Yep, go to town, get your rhyming dictionary out, because right. we're we're gonna do some nasty old work. It's true. <laughs> I mean the uh, the uh, the ultimate is please let me in. Is that is that might even be a Doctor Frank song? Uh, yeah, that is definitely post Revenge of Sweet. But uh, so I don't even have that on my phone, so I'm not going to bother. Oh, uh, that's it, the one. That's a knock knock joke. That's the one. That's no, the song. Is three knock knock jokes. I'm not into it. I'm not into it. Don't want to. Dwayne. Oh fucking shit. Yeah, that was a rough album. The whole album's so rough. I can't. I can't even hear that album. Makes me sad um, to hear it. It's pretty tough. It's uh, it's like more of Doctor Frank and less of the other band members. So yeah, yeah that's the one, is that the one with Sad Sad Shadow. So, that's the one with Sad Sad Shadow. Well, now I've got to play something. Where he t- wish... where he absolutely proves that he is his range is even worse than Mick Jagger. Oh, for sure. He's like, that's I'm the worse. champion. I'm the champion. Also, within his range, he still sings badly. Yes, it's true. I mean, McJagger's voice is weird, but it sounds fine within yeah. his limited range. Yeah, his limited range is the key. Sometimes he'll start on the wrong like register, and it's like, no, 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 go back and do it again. Oh, he didn't go back. They can play it in a different key, Mick. He started way too low. He cannot possibly finish this line. Mick, guitars can play in different keys. 
<laughs> so that was his problem. He would venture outside his range. He'd go, "No, don't do that." But yeah, he the this Doctor Frank. He cannot sing. He just can't sing. <clears throat> yeah, it's sad, sad shadow. Also, I'm pretty sure he stole this from Freebird. It's just reminiscent. I don't know why, but somehow they came to be. Across my heart and on everything I see. Upon the Already can't hit the I know, they aren't even low. No, don't do it. Shadow. <laughs> he actually hit that one okay. <laughs> he sort of okayed his way through that one. Also, just the name Sad Sad Shadow. Sad Sad Shadow. That is a parody of a song. I mean, They Might Be Giants did Why Must I Be Sad. (laughs) That's right. But I think that's more ironic. Yeah, he seems pretty serious. Knock, knock. Oh, god damn it. Ivan. Ivan who? I've been thinking about the way it was before you gave me out. I've been lost in lonely and I've had a lot to think about. And I think I'd rather suffer from within than do without. Please let me in. Knock, knock. Dude, this is some real high school talent show. This would not win the high school talent no. show. No, this would go... This is why I don't go to these. This, I, I'm never going to one again. Knock, knock. Who's there? Dwayne. Dwayne who? Dwayne is falling down on me. I'm freezing in my cold. Yeah, I'm sorry for the fast ones that you always say I fall. Hurry up and let me prove it now before we get too old. Key change. Sandy. Sandy who? San Diego and Los Angeles get fired to the sea. But I'd really love the feeling of you falling into me. It's a natural disaster when it takes the man. He just keeps digging himself deeper. Can be a crutch. Who would have thought? I would miss it so much. I told you I didn't want to hear that. 
And it was it knock knock so parentheses. Mad. Please let me in from the album Show Business is My Life. It made me so mad to hear that right now. That was not cool. Available now on my iPhone and probably nowhere else. <laughs> yes, right. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, real embarrassment. Just a bad job. He did bad work. Yeah. He didn't crush it. No. He didn't crush it. I mean... I thought those I other guys sucked, the... but he needed to stay with those other guys. Do you like She Turned Out to Be Crazy any better? Uh, I don't know. No? Nope. How no. about... Uh, but it turns out... Let's knock a guy out. You have to hit him harder than I did. No? No good? Nope. No, no, no. no. Uh, I made you and I can break you? Nope. No, no, no. <laughs> Suicide Watch. Nope. How about Bitter Homes and Gardens? That one's a little bit country. And definitely, that is a no. That's a big fat no. That's a how no. About, to, no, no, no. No to him. About, how about the hate crime? She all right. Oh, Jesus. No, that's a no. Um, that's a uh, Nunca. Ask Beth. No. Population us. I don't. Yeah, okay, no. Not that one either. <laughs> also not that one. Thinking of you. No. I'm in love with what's-her-name. No. Two martinis from now. God damn it, no. Or this isn't about you anymore. So not one winner on this no, album? No, that's a real bad album. That's a real stinker of an album. And that it's came... Than, would you say it's worse than Mr. T Experience's Alcatraz, the album yes, that immediately it's preceded it's worse than the album Alcatraz. They were definitely on a real trajectory. They were They were headed down. Down very fa- very fast. Now, rapidly. Alcatraz does have the song Hey Emily on it. That's very bad. It's not good. It also has, um... Mm, I, heard one on, I heard one the other day. It was, uh... Oh, oh, do you suppose... How long before I can get um, Wikipedia to recognize the thing that I'm trying to hear? You'll, you will never. I could just say them. I wrote a book about rock and roll. Naomi, self-pity... Hey, Emily, um, tomorrow is a harsh mistress. Two of us, our days are numbered. We're not no one. Reactivate your heart, perhaps. She's my Alcatraz. I feel for you, and we'll get by. It's the one, it's the one. Make it, bang, pow, make it. What does he say? Yeah, we'll get by. We'll get by, yeah. Nope. That's what you wanted to do. I didn't want to hear it. I was saying I I'm heard sure it in the did. car the other day, and we both just went, yeah, no, this isn't good. I'm sure you did want to hear it. Yeah. It's cool they added the organ. They they really wanted to. They stole this from Fastball. They really wanted to hit that Fastball though. Oh wow! I got put in charge of making your dreams come true. Boy. Well, I'll see what I can do. This is worse by far than any song on the Katamari Damacy soundtrack. Well, of course. That's the next deep dive. We should hit that one. Alright, I won't make you or the listeners listen to the rest of We'll Get By. I do know every word to that song, though. It's, it came on, and I was like, hey, you like that other one off this album, Alcatraz. Maybe... You'll uh, maybe you'll like this one, and we let it play for a little while, and we just looked at each other and went, "Yeah, no, this no, this isn't this isn't <laughs> winning. It's not a winner." Look, there's a kind of a reason that Green Day became successful, yeah, and the Mr. T Experience didn't. And Green Day, could by write the way, those? it's very early in their career that they take a shot at Green Day. Yeah, <laughs> Green Day. What could... album is Dumb Little Band from? Uh, the blue one. 
Love is Dead? Is it from Love is Dead? Yeah. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah, Green Day could write those little two-minute those little two-minute songs get in and out with three chords, and you're going to go, all right, that wasn't, that wasn't bad. That was pretty good. Well, one thing that Green Day does with those songs is they're not jokes. No, yeah. In fact, early on especially, they're real angsty. They're very earnest. Uh, so e- even if they're not good... Like you can recognize that they come from a place. Yeah, they're not. They're not like, actively annoying, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think that uh, first of all, uh, a song like "At the Library." What album is that from? Kerplunk. No, that's one thousand thirty-nine, isn't it? That's so is that ten thirty-nine? That's song track one, side, side one, track one of of the first record. This song is not good, but there's always going to be some twelve-year-old in it resonates with. Oh yeah, and I think 12 is about the limit. I really thought this song would start faster. They're getting to it. They only wrote 1 minute 15. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. I love the idea of playing a Green Day song that no one who listens to this podcast has ever heard before. <laughs> Maybe Marjan. Did Marjan ever listen to early Green Day? She loves early Green Day. Loves okay. She loves their 17-year-old angst. Oh, also, that was Harmony. It's much better. Yeah. Something they always actually Mike, did pretty well. Mike Dirt is not a great singer, yeah. but he's better than guitarist number two from early Mr. T. Yeah, they latch on to the harmonies right away, and, you, and I think that is a big strength. Rhyming a door with a bore. Staring across the room. Are you leaving soon? I just need a little time. The song is now almost over. <laughs> you have to hear that bridge, though. Why did you have to? I accidentally restarted it, That's and I'm fine. not going to listen to yeah, it again. We did enough. Uh, if for some goddamn reason you want to participate in the Star Trek thing that we're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. For the next week, you need to watch, and I've only watched one of these so far. I'm zero for five right now. All right. Uh, the Squire of Gothos. Not looking forward to it. Home Soil. I am looking forward to it. I'm sorry I shit on it a little bit. Yeah, last you. night you were like, this isn't very good. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's not. Well, I mean, I knew it wasn't not, good. It's not Buck Wild. It's not Buck Wild like uh, the Bionarth episode I is. I really thought it would be, but okay, we'll see. Uh... Dramatis Personae is the Deep Space Nine episode. Blah. I don't know what that is, but I'm super unexcited. Yep. Um, because of what Dramatis Personae means. Yep. Uh, initiations for Voyager. That could be literally anything. It's not Threshold, the only other Voyager episode I know by name. <laughs> uh, and uh, for Enterprise, Rogue Planet. Yeah. That's, um, that's the name of the Star Wars movie. I believe that is the name of Star Wars 9. Okay, cool. It was going to be good. Because um, that was a pretty good movie. So then this one should be pretty good. Should be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen. Uh, Enterprise is having a much better run than uh, TNG's been having lately. TNG's been sucking a D, man. I don't know what their deal is. It's I mean, not, I knew season one right wasn't now. good, but like, come on. Let's get going. Home Soil is the last episode for which Roddenberry was the head writer. Oh. So That explains gonna, the episode, by the way. He's going to turn that over to professional, sort of. But it's the next guy is the guy who got Dr. Crusher fired. 
Yeah, well, so. the next guy is also the guy who wrote Coming of Age, which is <laughs> amazing. Better. It's better. Yeah. It's better than Home Soil. I mean, I, I haven't watched it yet, but it's better than Home Soil. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> uh, those are the episodes to watch if you want to play along. Uh, you know all the ways to get in touch with us. Yeah. And we'll be back, and maybe in two weeks we'll do another super deep dive on music that you recognize. That's right. All right, peace. Bye-bye. It's going to be popping in here. Oh, yes. see? Yes, indeed. That's right. Harley <laughs> wow! agrees. <laughs> it's going to be like that all episodes. That's